Oh, God, we got this for like 20 minutes in my ears now, right? <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. What was that again? I have the hiccups right now. I'm sorry. I'm trying to laugh. What are you, nine or eight all of a sudden? We can't even throw you on the air without you hiccuping? I thought I had a moment where I didn't have to hiccup. I see what you mean. Uh, that's Jackson Felt. Uh, he's running the show today. I'm Mike Gastineau. Uh, I'm sitting in the hot seat. Puck is off. But we're doing the people's court and lunch with listeners today. We've been talking since it's Friday the 13th about odd sports superstitions. And Jackson told us earlier he's got a couple of weird ones. He has to wear a Seahawks jersey, the exact same jersey the team's wearing, which means he has the are they wolf white, is that right? Wolf gray. Wolf gray. You knew that a little too quick. Uh, there's a, a, a 2 a.m. in the morning puke green, right? And that what the, is that the yes. technical name for it? Uh, there's uh, the blue, the, the the northwest midnight blue, or whatever the hell it is. Uh, and then there's white. There's a regular white jersey, right? So you, do you have four? You have all four colors. I do, yes. And whatever the Hawks are wearing that weekend, Felt has to wear it, or they or they lose. That's that's a rule, yes. And if he's working the game, it's not professional if you're the media to show up in a jersey. You look like a fool. So Felt's will wear it underneath, and then put some other clothes on top of it. And if it's ninety degrees, and he's got to wear a sweater over his, that's just how it is, right? It's uncomfortable, yes. It's uncomfortable, but you do it. Uh, and then for soccer, Feltz also has a million jerseys, but won't wear anything. He will not wear a Sounders jersey on the days they play. Can't do it. That's 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 really that's lunacy, man. There's uh, I was looking through a list of some uh, some uh, you know uh, Patrick Wah, one of the great goalies of all time, uh, used to have conversations with his goalposts. Now Chico Resch, the old uh, he was an Islanders goalie, used to kiss his goal. He'd go out and kiss the goalpost. Say, why do you do that? He goes, well, you always kiss the ones you love. Huh. And the goalpost in hockey and soccer, it can be the goalkeeper's very best friend. Uh, what else did I see? You know, Wade Boggs, remember, you see chicken every day. Plus, he was a sex addict. Did you know that? I did not know it's that. It's true. Look it up. It's true. Uh, Wayne Gretzky used to put baby powder on the end of his stick. I'm assuming the one he shot the puck with. Uh, a lot of hockey ones here. Stefan LeBeau used to chew 25 sticks of gum before a game and then spit them all out. <laughs> That's kind of... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you drinking? I know it's a Georgetown Beer Friday. You what want you me to drink? react and I have the mic hot? I just want you to just stop hiccuping is what I want. Uh, Jackson Feltz, is, uh, it's it's Friday the 13th, and he's got a case of the superstitious hiccups. Uh, let's see. what. Anyway, um, this is one I found that I did not know. Moisey Salou. Moisey Salou used to pee on his hands to harden them. What's up with that? I don't want hardened hands that bad. I'm going to go ahead and skip that that part of it. I stepped in some nettles once. I was with a guy. He says, well, you know, the the it's supposedly true. When you step in nettles, you itch like you can't believe. And the way to get rid of that is for somebody to pee on you. And I said, I think I'd rather itch. I just assumed it was in my leg. I said, I don't want you peeing on my leg. Stay away from me. I'll just scratch until it bleeds and we have to go to the emergency room. I don't want you peeing on my leg. I don't want to have to go through life knowing that I agreed to have that happen. That's not unusual, right? It's not something you'd ever want to have happen. Uh, let's see. There's one or two other ones that I wanted to get to here on this list. Uh, um, oh, I like this one. Jason Terry, the Jet, 206, baby. The man after your own heart. He's got a bizarre uniform ritual. He has uh, the the shorts of every NBA team. And the night before a game, he wears the opposing team shorts oh. to sleep in. That's interesting. That's kind of an odd thing. Huh? How about that? Yeah. So anyway, uh, what we're wondering today is, uh, hey, what you're having for lunch? Do you have a great, dumb sports superstition? And then people's court, we need 11 more jurors. We've got one ready to go. We need 11 more. On whether or not this means anything, do you believe in superstitions? Or do you say, no, 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 come on, it's, it's hokum, it's, it's nothing, it's, it's just a funny thing we talk about. 
12 honest men and or women, and one of you will win a Georgetown uh, uh, beer gift card because that's the kind of nice guys we are. We'll start the People's Court with Andrew in Seattle. And if you want to join as a juror, 286-9595-800-829-0950. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Doing great, guys. Great to have you back on KJR for as long as we've got you. Thank you. It's it's fun to be here, and I'm having a blast. We've had a great time this week, and thankfully, Puck will be back to do all the heavy lifting on Monday. Uh, what uh, what's for lunch today? Uh, lunch today is probably going to be. We're I'm on a health kick right now. We're mm-hmm. we're trying to trip the waistline in time for beach season. So it's uh, tuna and a salad. Well, that's uh, that that's a good solid lunch, and as those of us who have seen you could attest, we'd like you to look nice at the beach. You know, I, have I ever told you what I'd do if I were king? Because there's a lot of things. But if I were king, uh, uh, men wouldn't walk around without shirts on unless they're at the beach. I think at the beach we're all equal. Let it all hang out. I'm all of you. Whatever. But when you see it, there's guys, you know, at a certain age, you just don't look good without a shirt on anymore. And I don't care whether you're heavy or not. You just put a shirt on for Pete's sake unless you're at the beach. Would, would you Would you buy that or not? I, I think that's fair. Do you have to keep the shirt on if you go into the water, though? Oh, no, 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 no. No, if you're at the beach, you, you can wear whatever you want. Let it all hang out. We're all equal at the beach. What I'm saying, if you're walking, you walk down the street and you see a guy with a shirt off, it's like, put a shirt on, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I can I can agree with that, Gas. What uh, What do you think about sports superstitions? Do you do you buy into them or not? You know, uh, myself, I... I I'm a pretty hard believer in the, the sports superstition one. One of my favorites is uh, Sidney Crosby reportedly has to put 87 wraps of tape around every one of his sticks before a game, and so that's the number he wears. Yeah. And if he miscounts or loses one, he throws it right out. Is, is, um, is that right? I've never heard that. Is that right? Yeah, I think wow. so. It's also, if, if someone else touches one of his sticks, he completely throws it out. He'll, he'll never use it again. I bet he goes uh, berserk, too. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> well, you know, when, when you're Sidney Crosby, maybe you have uh, maybe you have the right to do that a little bit. That's right. Myself, I actually, I had a pretty hardcore uh, sports superstition that I did back when I was in college. Uh, I was the broadcaster for the men's and women's soccer team, mm-hmm. and I had this electric blue Hawaiian print shirt that uh, I happened to notice when I was wearing that shirt. We won more matches, so pretty much every match for four years, I was wearing this terrible Hawaiian print shirt. Which right. was fun, except this was in Minnesota, and uh, it's not really appropriate weather gear for a Minnesota November. Andrew, who obviously had a very active social life with the ladies by wearing the same shirt day after day after day in college uh, when he uh, when he broadcast soccer. So there you go. There's a one vote yes, one yes for the superstitions work. William in uh, Bellevue. Hi, William. How are you? I'm well, very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, lunch today is, is leftovers, uh, meatloaf, scallop potatoes, and zucchini. Boy, that sounds great. That's a good, solid leftover lunch there. And what about all these superstitions? you buy into them or not? Well, uh, before you get to the word superstitious, let, let's both agree that uh, athletes and psychology is, is huge now. You've got people who are employed just to get into Russell Wilson's brain and make yeah. him think right. That's right. So if, if this is something that's going to help me think right – Think positive. I can make the shot. I can, I can, uh, uh, you know, catch the ball. I, I can, I can kick it through the through the net. Then, of course, we all must believe in superstition because there's so many of these super athletes. That's what they're doing is getting their head straight, not doubting themselves, believing that no one can beat them. The the, the Michael Jordan uh, mentality, if you will, or Larry Bird in the in the 
in a, in a shooting contest of the All-Star game. Hmm. But yeah, I believe it. So you, and, and you're coming at it instead of anecdotally from a very clinical position. Like, look, they, 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 they wouldn't have all these coaches doing all this stuff if it didn't work. It's interesting, William. Thanks. You bet. I appreciate it. Here's Donnie in Federal Way. we got two votes for yes, by the way. Donnie, hi. Welcome to the program. Hello there, Gasman. What do you think of all this superstition? Actually, before I ask you that, what are you having for lunch? I, 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 forgive me for being rude. We, we care about what your lunch is. <laughs> Just a bologna and cheese and a Nutrigrain bar. Bologna and cheese and a Nutrigrain. You're at both ends of the health spectrum there, which I like. Um, what about yeah. superstitions? Do you have a weird one, and do you think they work? Um, I do believe in the superstitions. When I officiated soccer, it kind of depended on... Anywhere from listening to music at pregame, from ACDC to Old Country, depending on how big a game it was. Hmm. And when I bowl, if there's a split next to me, I'm not rolling that ball until they clear up that split because inevitably I will get the big split right next to it. That is, See, that's better than the first one. Listening to music, that's fine. That's a ritual and all that. That's a hell of a superstition there. If you got a split, split next to me, I'm not rolling until you roll because I don't want that mess coming over to my lane. That's fantastic, Donnie. Thanks. Absolutely. Have a good day. Donnie says they work 3-0 now in favor of superstitions working. 286-9595-800-829-0950. It's the People's Court. Do superstitions work? Does your dumb superstition when you golf or you play rec league ball or perhaps you're a professional baseball player listening to the show and you have an odd superstition, does it work? Do you think it works? Derek, who's calling us from Idaho. Hello, Derek. How are you? How's it going? I'm good. What's, uh, where, where about in Idaho are you? Uh, Twin Falls. Twin Falls. How about that? It's a beautiful state, but hard state to get around, man. Lots of narrow two-lane mountain roads with scary-looking people walking on them. That's what I'm driving right now. That's exactly right. All right, good. What's for lunch over in Idaho? Uh, I had some Little Debbie Swiss rolls, a uh, beef stick, and a coffee-flavored drink. Well, you, you are on the road, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about, su- what about superstitions? Do you, do you think they work, or you think it's a bunch of hokum? Oh, I got them. Players have them, but I, I don't think they work. It's just in your head. For a player, I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, if you mess up your superstition, you get it in your head, you're messing yourself up. I mean, if they work, then my team would be undefeated all the time, or I would be undefeated personally, but I don't think they work. I don't buy into them, even though I do have my own little superstitions that I try to tweak and change all the time to make sure, you know, if they're losing, you got to change it, but it's all BS. It's all BS. Thanks, man. Have a safe trip out there in Idaho. Two eight six nine five nine five. All the jury lines are available right now. 800-829-0950. Everyone who calls is entered to win $25 at Georgetown Beer. And we're looking for your take on whether superstitions work or not. Is there something that happens in a superstition? You think, hey, you know what? This is This is for real. I think it works. I've seen it work. I believe in the power. Or... Are you like our friend there in Idaho saying, come on, if it worked all the time, all our teams would be unbeaten? Uh, you can uh, join us right now. You can text us, too, on the Heritage Distilling text line at 49451. We've had a few people text in various superstitions. One guy said he never changed his uh, practice gear in high school. No, not once during a season. Uh, it gets smelly and dirty. See, that, that's not superstitious as much as that's just that's wrong. Yeah. That, that, that's just not the, not the right thing uh, to do. And, and apparently that's it. We have four people who are... Who, uh, yeah, the, the, can we do a jury with only four? Or do we have to have 12? I don't know if we have See, to. See, nobody's 12. listening to this show anymore because Puck's not on it. Everybody has gone away, 
and they're all listening to other shows that are more important and better and better <laughs> produced, and they don't have people hiccuping on the air or, or not remembering the name of the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. They're more professionally run radio shows, and that's what we've got here. We're down to just the, the absolute buy-you. We got guys driving through Idaho eating a Slim Jim listening to the show and calling us, and that, that's what we have, to, we have to make do with. Well, if, they, if people don't want beer, that's not our fault. I can't. Yeah, it's, it's it is weird. If you had said to me one day you're going to be giving away beer on the radio and 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 we're going to have a hard time getting people to call and enter, I mean, well, that, that doesn't that just doesn't add up to me. That doesn't seem to make sense. I bet Manny Acta buys into some superstitions, being the big swellment guy that he is. Don't you think? Of course, as a uh, baseball people, yeah, yeah, baseball guys are are kind of. You know, I saw a couple of things where uh, there was, uh, and I don't know if this is a superstition or not. I think a lot of people do this in life, of of people who. Um, do the same thing, like uh, they, I think it was uh, uh, Goran Ivanisevich, the old tennis player. Ivanisevich, do I have that right? Did I add an extra Ivich there? Ivanisevich. I don't even know who you're that he would um in uh, that he would do when he had a tournament win. If he won the next day, he'd do the exact same things at the exact same time. I think a lot of athletes do that. That if they get on a you know they'll get on a streak or like they have the same right. pregame meal if they're if they're you, you know a, a hitting streak or something like that. Doesn't D Gordon have a ten game hitting streak? I think uh, he has a hit I'm in every agree game. With you. I'm going to agree with you that yes, it's ten games. He has a hit in every game, I believe, this year, and that's uh, that's fairly impressive to this point. That's not uh, you know again not you know that's one of those things where you say okay, is there is there a superstition involved in that, or is 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 he doing things the exact same way, or not? One of the things, one of the worst things you can do as as I'm sure as a teammate, but also certainly as a media guy, is to bring that up. You know, you go up and say, "Hey, well, you know, you have a ten game." Hit. I mean, yeah, sometimes you oh. have to, but guys don't want to talk about it when right. they're in it. When they're in, you know, you've scored, you've you've had uh, uh, eight NBA games in a row where you've scored twenty or more points, so, yeah, you, know, you know, thirty or more. But you know, guys don't want to be reminded of that. That becomes something that, no, 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 just let, let me deal with this on my terms. All right, back to the uh, lunch with listeners portion of the show. It's Mike in Tacoma. Hello, Mike. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about things today? These superstition things work or not? I don't think they work. I think they're kind of for those who are kind of left of center on the brain style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a bunch of hokum, I think. A bunch of hokum. That's the word I was looking for today. What uh, What are you having for lunch? Speaking of hokum, what are you having out there in Tacoma? Taco salad. Nothing special. Oh, I disagree. I think a good taco salad's very special. Is it homemade or a leftover from a store? Uh, Taco Bell. Taco oh, yeah. like Bell. Don't apologize for this, Mike. I think you're apologizing too much, and I think, frankly, a good old Taco Bell taco salad is nothing, nothing to be ashamed of at all. That's a good solid one there. All right, we go to David in Bellevue. Hi, David. How are you? Good. How are you doing, guys, man? Good. What are you having for lunch today? Uh, nothing yet, but based off of my superstition, probably a jumbo jack from Jack the Box. And, and what is your superstition? <laughs> that I have to have well, a jumbo jack. Played- well when i played baseball uh actually a friend of mine he hit a home run after he ate a jumbo jack and so every every game after that he ate a jumbo jack before the game did he hit a home run every game or was it just okay i had a good game so i'm just going to keep that rolling whether i hit a home run or not he hit a few home runs, but not every game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hard to do every game. He'd be, he'd be some. Yeah. It'd be something. He'd have a major league deal if all you had to do was jam a jack in the box in his mouth and then send him up to the plate. <laughs> Hell, the Mariners would start winning Absolutely. a lot of games if they had that guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you think this stuff works, or do you think it's just fun to talk about? 
Um, I kind of agree with the guy who said it was self-fulfilling prophecy. So in that way, I actually disagree with him, though. I, I think it does work hmm. because hmm. it has to do with your confidence that you have. Um, but in general, I, I don't think the law of averages would, would play out that it does work. David, thanks for the call. We're at four people who say, and I, did David say yes or no? I think he started with yes, and then he said no. I'm, I gave him a yes. Four yeses, two noes on whether superstitions in sports affect the outcome of things. Do they work? Leon in Federal Way. Hi, Leon. Hey, yes, man. What's for lunch today? Uh, leftover Arby's. Ooh, boy, I got to say, I'm not sure I've ever, that phrase has ever come out of my mouth because I would never have an Arby's and have enough to have a leftover. It would just get destroyed in the first, in the first showing, as it were. How on earth do you end up with leftover Arby's? Uh, I got too tired last night. I couldn't finish it. Well, once again, just I, 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 I'm not disputing you, but that's a concept I'm unfamiliar with. I'll have to try that sometime, see if I'm tired of eating. Uh, okay, so leftover Arby's, that's good. What about superstitions? Uh, I believe they work, and the reason that they don't work is someone out there has messed up and they didn't follow the ritual and it ruined it for everybody else. So when you follow it, when you follow the superstition, when you're true to the superstition, it works, and if you jack around, you're going you're gonna to find out that it works because all of a sudden things don't work out. Yeah, all sure. Right. Right. He seemed very agreeable there. So I'll let him uh, get back to his leftover. Have, have you ever had uh, like a fast food meal that you had leftovers from? No, I don't understand how that's possible. Maybe a big salad, even. But I don't know. But that's hard. Once you, I mean, once he gets started, it's like you kind of, you know, it's yeah. like Sherman through Georgia. You want to finish the deal, man? <laughs> it's like, come on, I'm not leaving part of this sandwich because here's the thing: what happens if you leave half of an Arby sandwich in the fridge? Your your better half may stumble across it, and now you're screwed. She really would. Yeah, you're 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 in big trouble then. All right, John in Redmond. Hello, John. Welcome to the show. My gas no thanks. Great to hear your voice. Hey, I'm having for lunch today. I drive. I'm a in sales, so I'm in between stops all the time. So I'm uh, literally drinking a bag of extra cheddar. You're drinking a extra bag of extra cheddar, extra cheddar Pepperidge Farm goldfish. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you you kind of stopped there after extra cheddar, and I'm like, if they're selling cheddar by the bag, I'd like to know, A, that you can drink. I'd like to know where that is and why I haven't had one yet. <laughs> if I could drink my cheese, that would save me a hell of a lot of time. Uh, yeah, what about superstitions, John? Absolutely. I'm all for them. I, you know, I'm not – my daughters are all into the, you know, the self-help books and all that. And I read a book called The Secret years ago and just finished a book called Why Quantum Physicists – do not fail, and if you have the belief in something, and I believe every every professional athlete has to have belief in themselves. So whatever ever helps them throughout a season, throughout a game, whatever. I'm all for superstitions, and I do believe they work. All right, John. Thanks for the call, and enjoy your cheddar cheese cocktail. We'll go to Mike here, and we'll wrap things up. Mike, what do you uh, what do you have for lunch today here in Seattle? Well, hey, gas. Hey. Little corn beef, little corn beef sandwich on white rye. That's all right. That's, that's good. That's a good. A lot of good accoutrements on there. You got a little Thousand Island sauce, maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good boy. Good job. All right. What about superstitions? Do they work or not? Well, Mike, uh, maybe fifteen years ago, I I got a hole in one on a par three, and I had picked up a a broken tee to do it. Mm-hmm. And every time I play a par three now. I pick up a broken tee, and if I can't find one, I keep looking until I find one. So you buy into it. You believe this stuff works. Well, 
it, not totally because I haven't had another one since. <laughs> That's a good. Yes, so maybe maybe it doesn't work. What were you? What are you saying? Yes or no? Well, I'm saying yes. I, I, I like routine. That a yeah. boy. Good work, and, and that's important because that's our seventh yes vote. Yeah. And now we can we can put, put put this we can take this segment back out behind the barn and put it down where it deserves. So Mike is our seventh vote. So it, we have determined our listeners believe that the superstitions work. That when Jackson's wearing his Hawks jersey, that, but, but the Hawks don't win every time. But you just think they're going to play their best if you're with them in Jersey for right? one whole season. It worked, so therefore it always will work. Well, and that was at the year they won the Super Bowl. Yes, and it hasn't worked since. What the hell happened? Did you have the wrong jersey on at the end of the New England game? Was you, you the reason they called the slant pass? What the hell? Uh, I was wearing the I was wearing the same jersey that I wore for a whole season on there when they were on the road. So I don't know what happened. But was it the jersey they were wearing? Yeah, the white. Yeah, the white one, or the, sorry, the blue one in Super Bowl Forty Nine. Yeah, you don't know what they were wearing. You're not sure what you were wearing, and you may Super be the 49. reason they lost. We may we may have finally gotten to the mystery it was here. Blue. I swear uh, it was blue. Seven uh, voters say yes. Superstitions do work. Do you have a winner in there? Do you want to pick the winner? Why don't you pick a winner for us? All right. Um, who was the guy with the Hawaiian shirt story? That was uh, funny. That, that was that was Andrew. Yeah, I like Andrew. All right, and send Andrew a twenty-five dollar right. gift card to Georgetown Beer. Brad Evans of the Sporting Kansas City's, a longtime Seattle Sounder FC, will join us next on Puck and Gas. And the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage, Sports Radio nine fifty KJR. Final half hour of the show. Ian Furness will be in the door here momentarily to let us know what's going on on his show today. Uh, our next guest, one of my absolute all-time favorite Seattle athletes, and I was very excited when, when it came time for me to come back to KJR for a few months. I'm like, you know, I hope I can work my way, weasel my way into an interview with Brad Evans because I never got to talk to him before he left Seattle to head out to Kansas City where he'll continue his MLS career with Sporting KC. Brad, welcome back to Seattle. How are you, sir? Oh, man. You know, actually, uh, we have a tornado warning, so getting used to life in the Midwest. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a, a – the tornado watches are almost a daily thing, and the the warnings yeah. – now, warnings are bad news. Is there something bearing down on you right now, do you think? No, nothing. Good. I don't think so. All Good. I, all I – 50-mile-an-hour winds, that's about it. So. All right, well, let, let, it, let us know if you've got to run down to the root cellar to get away from <laughs> – from now you're in Kansas. God knows right. where you'll wake up when everything comes together. <laughs> Hey, how uh, it's right. it, it's great to talk to you. I'm 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 sorry that uh, that your Seattle time came to an end. That happens in sports sometimes. What's your What's your health like? I know you're you're working to get over a back injury thing, and that when that happens, there may be some time for you. But for now, it's 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 more rehab. How are you How are you doing that way? Yeah, adjusting well. Um, you know, they have a phenomenal facility here. If if you get a chance, make sure you check it out online. It's just unbelievable facility. The training staff has been great. Um, I've been training full the past three or four weeks, so that's been a, a pleasant surprise. Uh, knock on wood for me. Uh, and then, you know, hopefully in the next two weeks, I should uh, start getting some minutes with the uh, with the reserve team here, you know, the equivalent to the S2 in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're called the Swole Park Rangers. So start to get my feet wet on the field. And if all things go well, you know, by the time Open Cup kind of starts, then, uh, you know, hopefully get some minutes here and there. How much of a, of a debate within your own mind and discussion with your family and, and those about how, how much you, you clearly want to keep continuing and you can clearly have some gas left in the tank, 
but it's hard when you get to a certain point to accept certain things. How, how mentally challenging has it been for you to accept where you're at and to realize, hey, the road back is going to take a little bit of work? Yeah, that's definitely been the hardest part is, is the mental grind of, of the situation. I didn't really understand or grasp the gravity of a, of a herniated disc and its effect that it can have, you know, on your nerves. And, you know, that lingers for a really long time. Um, and, you know, I've, I've had muscle injuries. I've had surgeries on my knee uh, and that kind of stuff. There's always a set timetable with those things. And when it comes to a back and, and nerve issue, there really is no timetable. That's been the toughest thing is, is, you know, trying to set certain, you know, benchmarks that I can hit. Um, and so far I've done that, and I was very lucky that Kansas City offered me uh, the time and the patience for me to get where I want to be. That was something that Seattle wasn't, wasn't willing to do. So um, it was an obvious choice for, for Becky and I to, you know, pack up the bags and, and continue this thing. Um, you know, I always said that, you know, I'm going to play until the wheels fall off. Obviously I thought that I would finish out in Seattle, but um, that just wasn't the case. And like you said before, these, these things happen in sports, and, and um you know, there might be a place for me there in the future, but for right now, my focus is uh, here and with this team. Did did it anger you at all that Seattle didn't want to have the patience? Did you did you understand their point of view? What work work your way through that for me? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, my initial conversations with Adrian were that uh, around MLS Cup times that I wanted to give this a try. I wanted to um, at least exhaust all my opportunities that I knew I was a free agent. Um, and that I was going to explore all my options. Um, and that was kind of what was left is, you know, that I needed to go through a preseason fully healthy. Um, and I knew that that wasn't going to happen. So Kansas City, you know, said, we're, we're going to give you extra time and uh, let you get to a place where, you know, hopefully you're playing and, and contributing. Um, was I angry? Yeah, of course. Um, but at the same time, you know, Seattle was a team that, you know, Garth came out in the press and said, we're throwing 100% everything at Champions League, and I don't think that they could have sat on my roster spot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, they were able to fill that spot with somebody that was able to contribute right away. So I understand. I get it. Um, but that doesn't take away that um, you know, I wasn't angry. Right. For sure. Sure, yeah. I'm mean, after nine years. It's, it's, it's understandable. I think all sides, it's understandable. You've had an interesting career, and it's, it's so sad what's happened out in Columbus because that's an iconic MLS franchise, and then to allow what's going on out there is, is crazy. But you, you played there, had some, had some early success there, then you played for another iconic franchise in Seattle, and now, lo and behold, here you are again. I mean, you've, you've really kind of hit at the, the cream level of the, of the teams and the cities and the franchises in this league, haven't you? Yeah, when I was in Columbus, obviously we won a championship, and you know Ziggy came in there two years prior to me being there and kind of said, "This is how we're going to do things." And I think that the ownership was taken aback a bit. Um, you know, he wanted to change things. He kind of flipped around the staff there, and and built it to what you know ultimately led to us winning. Uh, and then I get to come to to Seattle where he does the same thing. Uh, you know, with the help of Henderson and, and Adrian, um, kind of exhausting all. Um, resources uh, and that led to a, another successful run at, a, at an amazing club but coming here now the, the what the club's doing here is is unbelievable the soccer specific stadium is is incredible mm-hmm. and our training facility is is world class i mean world class um it blows football facilities you know in, in my opinion it's nicer than than the seahawks facility we have more modalities you know things to do inside of our facility than they do Mm. and 
you know, Seattle is now that training facility. It, it looks a little bit old. So, you know, it, it puts other clubs in a position where, you know, they've kind of got to catch up now. And in terms of facilities, this is this is uh, number one. But like you said, Columbus is a is a disaster right now. I know the guys are are fighting, you know, um, on the field and doing the best that they can and hoping that that team survives. But um, it's a toss up. I, it's really unfortunate because it takes away a lot from what that city's done for MLS. Yeah, and they, they've done a lot. And it uh, we we know what it feels like here. With you, we're talking about the Sonics played their last game ten years ago today. Last game today. We we know what it's like to to do everything yeah. right as a fan and then watch you know, watch a thing get ripped away. So I, I hope they're able to get it figured out out there. Hey, it's, um, it's a hard one. The, um, uh, I wanted to ask you about the, the Clint Dempsey situation and maybe just coming at it from a player perspective, from a, from a Kansas city guy, you're like, good, you know, I want the Sounders to not have all their weapons and that's going to be better for your guys. But from a more, uh, kind of a 20,000 foot perspective, I, I, I was surprised it kind of it felt like out of the blue okay here's the, here it is it's a it's another game suspension i don't know that the act warrants another game suspension i don't like that the mls disciplinary committee is anonymous i think that that makes me think it's corrupt if you know what the hell put the cards <laughs> on the table <laughs> let us know what's going on with all these things yeah. but what, what remove for a minute that you're playing seattle this week and this benefits you guys so it's a plus for kansas city yeah. and you guys don't really have to care how Look at it from above and, and give me an analysis of how this plays out in your mind. Um, well, you know, in years past, I've known the guys that are on the disciplinary committee, and they've been close friends of mine. Um, you know, one of them was Will Hesmer a couple of years ago, Jason Gary. So these aren't guys that are out there targeting players. You know, what, what has to happen in these meetings is that it has to come to a unanimous decision. But also what comes into it is, is prior um, issues. And I think that that's the bottom line here is that there's been multiple times that a player has consistently done something to, you know, maybe it's, you know, the ref thought that it was warranted from all the views that he saw on the field. It looks like he's striking a player. And, you know, obviously if I'm playing against it and I get, if I get struck, I'm, I'm pissed. Right. But at the, the other side of it is, you know, I, I remember playing in Vancouver and I make a head gesture and my hair flips. I don't make any contact at all with the player and I get sent off for a red card as well. Mm-hmm. So I see both sides of it, but I, I, I'm not sure if we have all the information here in this instance. So, you know, reserving what judgment I can, um, this is a tough one. Yeah. And I know that Seattle fans want to know, obviously we'd like to know for any player, you want to know the next day what's going to happen. And understanding that this was, you know, two weeks ago, um, three weeks ago, it makes it hard to uh, to understand why that took so long. But that makes me think that there's something behind the scenes that we're missing here. Um, and I don't know what that is, but if they would just come out and tell us why it took so long, then it'd be much easier, right? Yeah, be transparent. And that's, and- that's, that's the missing thing. It's a transparency issue. So um, that's, that's a tough one. But MLS has always had a problem with transparency. That is the biggest um, bugaboo for MLS. And that's what irks fans it's what irks players to not come here is because they don't fully understand what's going on and when they do ask questions they don't get a direct answer yeah i would say too from a league perspective and some people might disagree with this but i I was laughing yesterday i said hey the jordan rules were a real thing if i'm mls i look at this and i go look this is one of our marquee players and it's an espn game and the video is certainly not you know, I, I and maybe that shouldn't come into it, but I I believe if it's if it's Joe Blow soccer player, okay, whatever. But if it's one of your stars, I think you've really got to dig down deep before you make the decision to boot him out of a nationally televised game. If there's any 
gray area at all. Maybe some people wouldn't look at it that way. If I'm MLS at the level I'm at right now and trying to grow, I would definitely look at it that way. I might not say that. Now we're back to transparency. I'd be a good commissioner. I'd be lying left and right. But should should a player's status come into this, or or would that undermine the system even more? Um, you know, it, again, a player's status of his stature, then it makes me think that we're not being told everything. Right. Um, so from that standpoint, um, you, you do as a, as a commissioner, and I obviously want all my, all my top players on the field that I, I pay these contracts, right? So the last thing I want to do is, is take away from fans that are going to now not watch the game because they're either, you know, upset that Clint's not playing. And it, it's mostly out of market, out of Seattle market teams that really just like Clint, um, that are going to, you're going to tune in to see, you know, what he does on the field and what he does next. Mm-hmm. Um, so, both those things make me think that there's something else. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see how it goes. Sunday will be fun. It, it'd be more fun if you were healthy and, and ready to go. And I'll continue to, to think good thoughts on that because I'd love to see you get to keep playing. And your career up here, I, I don't need to puff it up at all. You were you were terrific. And you, you, you I said the other day, and people may not understand it, you played all 13 positions. They invented two new positions for you to play on the pitch <laughs> during your time here. And you, you, you did it for the most part. You just accepted it. And, and, and you 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 uh you did a lot in the community and i know fans are are were, were really high on you and you, you you departed in a classy way and I, I wish you all the best brad you're always going to be one of the favorites up here and, and i hope your your back feels better and you're able to play again soon yeah i appreciate it guys i wish i was out there this weekend to, to beat that beat that old team you know <laughs> hey give, give all the dogs at the evans house an extra treat for me and i hope uh, i hope our paths cross again soon yeah we'll see you guys soon thanks thanks appreciate brad it. Brad Evans, who uh, had a, a remarkable career here in Seattle and did an awful lot for the Sounders and is a very interesting and thoughtful guy to talk to because he'll give you a good answer to a good question. And, uh, it, it's interesting to talk to a guy at that point in his career who could have said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it a career. I played on the U.S. national team. I had some great success there. I was on a championship team in Seattle. I was on a championship team in Columbus. And instead says, I am willing to go back and play with the reserve team to get this thing healthy because I still think I can give at the highest level, and I hope he's right. I hope it works out for him. Uh, terrific guy, and nice talking to him. Ian Furness, a guy who is usually terrific, sometimes if he's in the mood, will uh, join us as we continue. It's Puck and Gas on Sports Radio. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. We should just play this song every bump, and we should play the entire song. It'd be better than anything we're doing. It, it, it really would. We'd, we'd get you want to see ratings? Fire this <laughs> thing up every time. Hey, free movie Friday continues with Adam tickets. Text boots to Adam one boots to A T O M one for your chance to win the Adam tickets app. You can browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends, pre-order concessions, all from your phone, and skip. The lines. Uh, my understanding, and I'm I'm looking at some some AP wire copy here, is that there are some unpaid traffic tickets out <laughs> out in Pullman that, that necessitated yes. the return. I don't know if it's him or one of his kids, because uh, you got a kid in Pullman, don't you? And don't you I have do. a daughter out there? I do. She's a junior. And the funny thing is, you mentioned a traffic ticket. I mm-hmm. found out just about a month ago that both her and the and the wife picked up uh, respective traffic tickets, one over here and one in Seattle in the course of about a two-week span. So. God, it, it's just <laughs> the worst, man. You know, the, the whole mail thing. Now, I opened the mail the other day, and I got popped. I got popped in a photo-enforced school zone. Yep. And I was going like 26 in a 20, and I didn't. I'm like, whatever. I get, but it's like, it's like $300. I'm like, 
you got to be kidding me, man. They're not it, screwing around anymore. Is it better or worse to get it in the mail as opposed to the adrenaline rush and the fear you get when the lights go on? I, I like the lights. I like the adrenaline. And then I like just the, the, the hoping against the odds that the police officer will take some kind of pity. You know, I had a long, long streak finally come to an end in the funniest of circumstances. I, I, and I've, I've probably gotten, I'm going to guess I've been pulled over a dozen times in my driving career. And I'd never gotten a warning. Every time I got pulled over, I got a ticket from the time I rolled through a stop sign when I was 16 till whenever the last one was. So now, about, I don't know, a year and a half ago, I'm driving up the Muckleteo Speedway, which for crying out loud, if you name it the Speedway, don't you expect people to drive fast on it? Isn't that And I've reasonable? been on that, and it should be, you should drive fast on it. It's encouraged. So I'm zipping along, and it's late at night, and I'm trying to catch a ferry, and bang, there's a cop on me. I'm like, oh, uh, God, and, and I'm sick, and I had stopped at a drugstore to get some cold medicine. I'm just, I'm wiped out. I've had a lousy, stinking day. So I pull over, and the police officer comes up, and I run on the window. He says, do you, do you know why I stopped you? And I looked at him. I said, you know, <laughs> I go, I'm going to guarantee you I was speeding. I'm trying to make the next ferry boat. I've got the flu. I had to stop and get some medicine. I've had the worst day ever, and I'm sick as a dog, and I don't feel good, and I'm positive I was speeding, and I bet that's why you stopped me. And he looks at me, and he goes, give me your license and registration. So I give it to him. He goes back, and he comes back about five minutes later. He goes, I'm going to give you a warning because no one's ever honest with me. Oh, that's even better. That's I was like better. blown away. I was, I was, I was like, I just told him. I said, "Yeah, I bet oh. I was speeding. I'll guarantee you, I was oh. going over forty miles an hour." And and so I thought, "All right, I'm going to try that now. If that ever happens again." But then, then bang, I get hit with a photo thing. And do I really want to go down to court and argue this thing? I don't have no. time for that. So no, that's that's what my wife got popped in the same thing. School zone taking my kid of all things to him and a couple of kids to a basketball game and mm-hmm. got popped. And and the best thing was is she didn't tell me. My my daughter got one over here somewhere between here and Spokane. They didn't tell me if it was me and I tried to hold it back. Yeah. Oh, gas, I'd be calling you to see if you had a spare room. Right. I can tell you that right now. It's the tip of the iceberg of what your family's keeping from you. You, like most men, you're... you're, you're, you're well, thanks for that. You're, you're, you're like all of us. The less we know, the better. I'm sure they've had meetings to that effect. Look, the less dad knows here, the better oh, for everybody. That's so true. That what, is uh, so true. What brings you to Pullman on this fine uh, spring day? You know what? We came what we I came over last year and uh, for uh, for just you know spring football. By and large, most of the time, spring football. We got a lot of fo- college football fans listening. Spring football should be a little more relaxed. Chance to kind of sit down with some guys and get to know them face to face, do some interviews. And uh, we came over last year and did that, and, and we're back here again this year. I want a big, big shout out to Valley Buick uh, Buick GMC and Valley uh, Buick GMC They said, "Hey, come on over to Pullman." Get some interviews with some folks and uh, and talk a little spring football. So I'm over here doing the show from one to three, and we're going to talk to a bunch of players, coaches, etc. And then uh, we're also doing some stuff for Q13, which we'll have on the news tonight, tomorrow, and probably queue it up sports on Sunday. So we're kind of double dipping and doing a little Cougar football. So and they're going to let us shockingly gas. You'll find this weird. They'll let us shoot the scrimmage tomorrow. Wow! Not just the stretching portion of it. An actual scrimmage. We'll shoot the scrimmage. We'll see some players play football tomorrow, and we'll have that as well. So it's going to be kind of fun. And uh, yeah, so we're over here. And I guess the other thing I got to talk about is when the Seahawks are going to sign Des Bryant, right? Is that is that we have to do that? Too? I, I, I mentioned that to Tony softly, and he and I agreed that's not going to happen. So, okay, but good. but you can if you'd like. I'd rather not. Uh, I'd, you know what? I'd, I'd, you know, is Ichiro going to get released? Is is Russell Wilson mad today? Who's Stephen Morris? Is Des Bryant going to get uh, you know picked up? Hey, by you forgot Kaepernick. 
Don't get me started on that. And I'm going to get started on that. I'm going to have to get started on that again. I can't believe the Seahawks are taking grief because they, along with 31 other teams, didn't sign them. But we'll, uh, a lot of football talk today. We'll squeeze in some baseball. Rob Rang as well at 2.30 talking NFL draft because we're just, what, 13 days away? And I, uh, I thought of you the other night real quick because I'm watching some hockey game and some announcer says, look at that, he gets a little taste of the glove there in the corner. And I'm like, oh. that's a solid phrase. I say, have a, little, have a little mouthful of glove there, pal. You know what? And this weekend, count count how many times you hear the term greasy goal, gas. Greasy <laughs> goal. That's my favorite. So uh, don't speed on the speedway, all right? Be careful driving to the ferry. Hey, I burned up my one chance up there, so I will <laughs> indeed be careful. Thanks, Ian. Have a great show. Ian Furness, live and direct from Pullman, Washington. Up next. I'll be back with Puck on Monday. Thanks, Jackson. No shirt, no shoes, no dice. Anybody like to smoke some punk? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my best for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>